Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Now, often on this program, we tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members. Remember, you can join us this Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. We'll be having our fourth message in our Growing in Grace series this week. So let's begin by talking about that and, and welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Thanks, Chris. We're looking forward to being together again this Sunday, as we are every Sunday here at Harvest. We've had a great time talking about this whole topic of grace, and this is our fourth week in the series. It seems kind of funny, but we're finally coming back to our theme verse. You'd think it would come up right away, but actually we've been using some other texts to introduce this topic. But the theme verse for the series is taken out of 2 Peter 3, 18. It says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We're going to come back to that text finally this Sunday and talk about grace and our relationship with Christ. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it's the key text of the whole series, but it certainly is the fulcrum that's going to come to this point, sort of like a pyramid, and then we'll move away from it, talking about how does grace affect relationships with other people. Often when we talk about grace, we think in terms of grace and our salvation. So if, if you're a Christian or if you've been around the church much, you've probably heard people talk about the fact that we become Christians by grace and it's not by works. So we use grace in the terms of connected specifically with our salvation. But the Bible talks just as much about the idea that grace is also connected with our sanctification or our spiritual growth after we become a Christian. And so that's what we're going to begin talking about this Sunday. It is our spiritual growth is the work of God just as much as our salvation. So in the same way that we, we don't become Christians by good works, we don't grow in our Christian lives by good works as well. Our growth is directly related to the grace of God working in our lives. And if we get this confused, we tend to lead Christian lives that end up being very discouraged. And so this is a very important part of our series, and I'm looking forward to talking about it together this Sunday. Have you noticed this, Pastor? I've been in a few church-related ministries and a few staff-related ministries here on campus, and I've noticed that this theme of grace is coming up over and over and over. I don't know if it's just because we're talking about it, but you'll find that people are saying, and that relates to the the series that we're doing, and they'll bring up grace, and it somehow enters into the discussion. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. In fact, I may have told this a few weeks ago as we began the series. I know I did in church. But a number of years ago, when God really began working in my heart about a better understanding biblically of what grace means, and I started seeing grace more and more the more I started thinking about it, particularly in my Bible study, where before I don't know that I saw how much grace just infuses page after page after page of the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So this series could go on a long time. We're going to have some limit to it, but we're just coming back to so many places where grace is so prevalent in the New Testament, the Old Testament, and I do love how the idea, 
the topic, thinking about grace has been very significant in the life of our church as people are considering, what does this mean as I live out my Christian life? Well, we get a good opportunity here today to introduce you to one of our staff members, but also someone who's a, a great servant in our church as well. Yeah, it's great to have Yuri Shalhorn with us today on our program and get a chance to talk with him a little bit about God's work in his life. So welcome, Yuri. Glad that you're with us. Thanks. Good to be here and uh, half a day. Yeah, half a day to you. Yuri, tell us about a little bit about God's story of his work in your life. When you were growing up, what kind of family did you come from? Tell us a little bit all about right, that. All right. Well, it's great uh, to be here today and uh, to be able to share what the Lord has done in our lives, uh, my, my wife and I. And then I'll kind of start a little bit back. Don't ever be ashamed or embarrassed to ask somebody to come to church with you and to invite them. And a simple invitation can change people's lives, really. Amen. Um, yeah. There was a gentleman that worked at Fisher Body General Motors in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and my father also worked there. Uh, my dad worked there about 10 years, and this gentleman asked my dad to come to church, and it took a while for my dad to come. I think he eventually, he and my mom both went. There was like ice cream involved, so <laughs> that kind of A little extra helped. incentive. Yeah. 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 So they both went to Faith Baptist Church in Matawan, Michigan, and I believe it was Pastor Jerry Weber at that time. And That's uh, interesting. Jerry Weber's been a long-term friend of ours. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So Michigan area, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they both went to church, and uh, they both accepted the Lord as their Savior. And to make that long story short, which is very ironic and neat what the Lord has done— my mom has already passed away. She passed away in 2016. And so the gentleman that, that invited my dad and mom to church, he also passed away a year or two ago. And so my dad ended up helping the lady out around the yard and that stuff, and they got married oh, really? just this last Christmas. So oh, wow. very ironic. And so what a blessing from the Lord. It's just really interesting to see that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they got saved, and then my dad um, ended up going to Piedmont Bible College in North Carolina, and they were um, studying to be missionaries, and my dad took flight lessons and AMP classes also while my mom worked. So we lived in North Carolina for about 11 years. It took my dad a long time to go through school. So maybe some of you students out there, uh, you think maybe the college students, whatever, man, this is taking forever. Mm -hmm. Just think if you went 11 years. My dad was already a little older, and so it, it took him a while to go through, but they paid for things as they went and uh and he finished he persevered yeah he finished yeah, that's great so but they were originally going to go to africa as missionaries and use the airplane in that way so in 1991 about the time my dad was going to graduate they were going to go to liberia west africa and civil war broke out there and so um, they ended up changing and the mission board said why don't you come out to guam or actually out to chuk and so they went out to Chuka as missionaries, and then so I ended up coming out here with my dad on a survey trip and stuff. And uh, How old were you at that time? Uh, I was already, I think I was in college. Maybe 1995 was the first time I came out here. Actually, when I, when I came out with my dad, I had grown up going to a Christian school in uh, North Carolina and that kind of stuff, and I really couldn't have told you whether I was saved mm. uh, in 1995 when I came out on the trip. And so my junior year of college at Northland, Tom Farrell came through and I got stirred up and I went out behind the boys' dorm and I asked the Lord to save me then. Now, since then, I've had fears and doubts and 
I'm not perfect. And sure. so I've made assurance of salvation since then. But man, thank the Lord for the grace of God and his continual work in my life and how we need to learn to grow and depend on his word. Mm. I really like Genesis, the book of Genesis, and then the story of Noah and the rainbow of God's promise uh, not to flood the earth again. I saw a rainbow this morning, and it's just a visible reminder of God's promises. I have to stand on God's promises. Otherwise, I am toast, man. I got to mm. have I gotta have God's promises to have my life uh, foundation on. So, you know, some of you out there, too, probably uh, may have struggles and stuff, but, you know, God's word is the answer. It is the basis for what what we do. And, you know, I love I love the Lord. I want to serve him. Uh, moved out here to Guam in the year 2000, and that actually was an answer to prayer because uh, our teenagers from our youth group in Michigan went up to Northland to go to camp, and I went with them. And I'd been praying about what to do. I had a college or a Christian camp or Guam on my prayer list because uh, I had been out here. And, and so uh, when I went up there, I met with Pastor Heron at the time. He was just coming out here, mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, come. So I, you know, I came, I was single at that time and, and you know, it's adventure in Guam and man, I, I love being here. I love being in Guam and as were far as I'm... Were your parents still in the area? Were they still in Chuuk at that time or? They were, I believe they were already in Chuuk, but not very long at that time. Okay, sure. Yeah. So they were in Chuuk maybe four or five years and then they actually worked here at Harvest for maybe four years, something okay. like that. Okay, great. And so, man, you know... So I've been here since 2000. I met Trish. We got married in uh, 2008. So Trish was he- already here. How did she get to Guam? Did she come as a teacher, is that right? Yeah, she, she got recruited out of college. So she came in 1997 when she graduated. And so she's been here teaching kindergarten, K3, K4, K5, for a long time. So you know, we got married, and we had our little boy here at GMH, Dr. Shea. Great doctor, did a good job, yeah. and we are just blessed to have him. So JT's a great little guy, and oh, he's how old? He's four years old now, okay. and uh, full of energy. He is full of life, and uh, you and Trish are great parents. It's I love watching you guys parent JT, and I know your love and your passion for him. So you've been here quite a while here at Harvest, mm-hmm. right? You're mm-hmm. How many years now? You came in 2000, is that right? Yeah, so I think by this August, maybe 19 years. And Trish has already been here over 20, so. Yeah. Yeah, and God's used you guys in so many different Mm -hmm. ways in the ministry here, in the life of the church. We're thankful for God bringing you here, connecting your family, and then you're such a core part of the ministry. Right now, Trish is a teacher, and Mm -hmm. uh, your role here at Harvest is what? I have the best job at Harvest. Uh, I, I uh, work outside in the grounds maintenance and uh, work with the HBBC guys and with Edwin, and we have a good crew, and I, I really enjoy being outside. That, that fits me. It's, it's just really fit, so I love mowing and being outside and stuff, and uh, it's been a really good job. I really love working here. So Tell me, what is it about Harvest that really draws yours and Trisha's heart here? What are the things that you really feel so thankful for about Harvest Ministries and Harvest Baptist Church? I think relationships. I really like the relationships Mm -hmm. here in Guam because after being here for so long, can't go hardly anywhere without running into, especially Trish, you know, teaching so many years. 
to kids, former students. We have former students that are working here at Harvest now, and that's yeah. that's a real blessing to see that. You know, we're we're getting older, of course, but just still the very young. Oh, I think man. you guys are still very young. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> so we really like we really like working here. So the relationships kind of like a small town feel to me. I like being able to see people and just I love I love being around people. Yeah. And you're a deacon, right? You were in our church here at Harvest. There's pastors mm-hmm. and then deacons, and deacons really serve as servants of the church, really caring for a lot of mm. our church family and caring for widows and other needs and reaching mm-hmm. out. So has that been an important part for you? Yeah, we have we have our uh, smaller groups. Each deacon has the watch care group, and so we have different families, and uh Probably, I don't know, not once a quarter, but we have it quite a few times a year that you get together with your small groups and you just gives a good opportunity to get to know the the families that are in your group in a better way. Try to get to know everybody in the church. It's kind of hard because there's a lot of, there's so many people and to Mm -hmm. really spend time with and get to know. So it's a good way to get connected with people in the watch care. Yeah, it's good. And I love that. And we hear that regularly that... Harvest, there's a lot of things I think that draw people here, and um, I think there's a sense of of God at work. I think there's a sense that the Bible is being Mm. lifted up, and it's Mm. the foundation for life. You mentioned that in Mm. your own testimony, and um, so we're not just going to church in order to fulfill some sort of religious obligation. We're learning from God's Word, and we see God at work in people's lives, and the relationships that we build within the community, within the Mm. family, are so critical. And you and Trisha are an important part of that because you're connectors. You, <laughs> I, it's evident that you love people, which I think is an evidence of God's love mm. being lived out mm. in your life. So thank you for that. Thank you both for that. Well, praise the Lord. We, we're so glad that the Lord loves us. You know, I, I think of uh, JT, and since we've had him as our son, man, it really helps me with my relationship with God because mm. to view God in a better way because I, I love JT and I want to do things for him and, and God loves us in that way and you know some days you just want to hug mm-hmm. or you want to give JT a hug I love working there and I can stop by and see him and see how he's doing and, and you know God wants us to see how we're doing one of the best parts of the day you remember that commercial uh, the best part of waking up uh, Folgers in your cup I got that right? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I didn't know you could sing here. Well, Good job. you know, we're not in the choir, so there's a reason. <laughs> so we, you know, best one of the best parts of my day is getting up early and uh, have a couple Folgers, a lot of cream, and then uh, sit out on my front porch and I can sit there and I can read God's Word. And I need it. I need the messages at church. I need God's Word. Mm-hmm. It influences me and helps me think right, you know, and and uh, to love him better. So it's, it's a great time. Me and Porkchop, my dog, sits out in the front porch. <laughs> Good old Porkchop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Actually, that's so encouraging for each of us here, Ian. We were talking earlier. Tell me about a few things, or maybe what it is that you feel particularly burdened for, anything that God's teaching you sure. specifically right now. Well, of course, you know, my family, and that's that's number one. You know, specifically probably JT, you know, I desire for him to come to know the Lord. And, and just because Trish and I are Christians and we're saved doesn't mean JT is. He's a sinner. <laughs> I 
I can tell you that. And so <laughs> one day when the Lord puts it on his heart and opens up his eyes to the truth of what he's done for us, the gospel, that I want him to choose to get saved on his own. He's Amen. He's got to make that choice. And that's that's a little scary. I, I, you know, I desire for him to get saved. And, and really, I don't care what he does in life. If he's a electrician, he's a plumber, he loves to be outside the grounds, if he's a, a professor, whatever, just as long as he's saved and he desires to love the Lord, that's okay with me. I, it's I'm just happy that he's saved and loves the Lord. That's that's the main thing. And then maybe like a second burden um, would be like uh, I really enjoy working with the HBBC guys here, which is our Bible Institute guys. So they do a work study. Half day they work, and then half day they go to school. So. I have several guys that work with me, and I, I desire for them to grow in the Lord uh, in their classes, not just take classes to make it through school, but to really learn and to serve the Lord with their life. So, you know, I want to hear good things about them 10 years from now, yeah. 20 years from now. You know, I want to I want them to be effective in the islands and, and love the Lord. So, and uh, maybe... You know, like, you know, we have a third thing would be our watch care and to see, desire them to grow and to have those right relationships with them and as well as being a deacon, you know, that's uh, that's uh, things that would be burdening to have have a good relationship, my wife and, and to grow and love and serve the Lord with with our lives. You know, we we desire to do that. We've been talking a lot of, around here about our responsibility as a ministry to be making disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm. We talk about it because that's what Jesus talked about. He, he made it very clear to us. And disciple making really is the uh, process of life touching life. Mm. We use terms like that where we've, it's difficult for us to grow spiritually only on our own. Mm. God made us to grow in the context of a family within a church family. And in that context, it's not just coming to a church and attending. It's the relationships that we've already talked about here and the spiritual encouragement that comes along so that each of us, as we start to maybe go off on our own path, we have brothers and sisters around Mm -hmm. us that continue to encourage us and guide us and push us along Mm -hmm. the way and help us know and understand God and the things he's trying to teach us. So when you're talking about the relationship that you have with these college, young college guys that are learning and growing, this is discipleship. It's mm-hmm. investing your life, working alongside them, encouraging them along the mm-hmm. way in order for them to uh, grow in their own personal relationship and their love for God and the discipleship that you're having in your family mm-hmm. as well. It really is a beautiful thing that all centers around this idea of what God's called us to do, to be disciples of Jesus Christ and to make disciples and uh, Yuri, I'm thankful for both you and Trisha, your love for God and your heart to serve him, um, your commitment to investing your lives in other people. And I think God's blessing that across mm-hmm. our ministry. So thank you for that. It's been great to talk with you here today. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your story and what God's doing in your life. All right. Thanks, Pastor. Thanks, Chris. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time today. Now, of course... We'd like to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Yuri today talked about a a personal invite. You can consider this 
a personal invite from us. If you want to stop, if you come through at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning, that's when we begin with Adult Bible Fellowships, children's programs. You can stop right at the kiosk out in front, and there'll be somebody there to greet you, give you directions to your class, your children's class. And then, of course, join us at 10.30 a.m. for the fourth message in our Growing in Grace series. And if you'd like more info, hbcguam.org is the website, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.